Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast, place to up level in every aspect of your life, from personal development to mindset and spirituality to business tips and relationships building. We bring you best interviews, tools, and inspiration where one episode can change your whole life. Here's your host, Jasna Borza. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to yet another episode of the Up Level Together podcast. And as always, bringing you conversations where one insight, one tip, one idea can really shift something in our lives um, that will then move other aspects of our lives, making it all for better. And I really believe that will be the case with our today's uh, guest. Uh, Nikki Keekley is a wonderful, wonderful human that I um, met last year and completely fell in love with. She is a holistic practitioner, a clinical master in nutrition response testing, psych K facilitator and author. And she is the owner of My Healthy Beginning, which is a virtual practice that has brought a profound healing to thousands of people. Um, and most of the work, you know, focuses on leveraging the um, forms of muscle testing, emotional healing, and also mindset work to really help people feel good in their bodies. And what's really incredible, we talked about some of the things that, that we are kind of stuck in. What are some of the things that you're feeling um, and where do we normally go to fix those things? And their belief at the My Healthy uh, beginning is that they really want to get to the bottom of what's happening um, to our, in our bodies without surgery or medication, where they really, really try to identify what is the thing uh, that's causing all of the, the, the incoherencies um, in the body that bring us back to what really truly matters. So we talk about what muscle testing is, um, what remote healing is, what is the science behind remote healing, and what are the things that if you're just feeling tired, is there are three things that you could do from a holistic practitioner, from a healer, here are the three things you can do at home for yourself to make yourself feel better, sleep better, and just kind of a course correct if, if some things have gone away. Wonderful, insightful conversations. Nikki is one of the top healers in the Twin Cities area has worked with hundreds and thousands of uh, people in helping them restore perfect health. So without further ado, I know that you will love this conversation as much as I do. Here's um, Nikki. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to yet another episode of the Up Level Together podcast. I am always excited to do these episodes but today even more so because I have a friend on and someone that I had been hearing about for quite some time so uh, um, I we're, we're going to go into so many different uh, uh, directions in this conversation but just know that you are going to be blown away by the information that um that you understand so dear my dear friend uh nicole is here you will have just heard um an introduction in uh um, her official credentials but we're just going to jump into this conversation with her because i i'm just so eager to talk to you about all of the things that i've been here about for quite some time so nikki your reputation precedes you, friends rave about you, and mothers have been bringing their children to you for years. People really do trust you. And you have for many, many years brought incredible healing um, to their lives. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. How fun. Totally tickled to be here. Thank you. Well, you hold more titles than I can mention. Folks just heard me <laughs> narrate all of the credentials that you hold and all of the things that you are trained in. Uh, it is, an, I think, an honor to talk to an, an expert and someone who really understands their craft. But it, I'm, I'm really curious. I know that you have these formal titles, but when people tell you, well, what do you do? How do you call yourself? Is it a healer? I, I really just say holistic health practitioner because there's so much there and so much has evolved 
uh, not just from following my love and my curiosity for this work, but also when you're so enmeshed with your clientele in such like a yummy, lovely way, they really were why I kept going with my learning, right? It's like with a client and I find myself stuck and I don't understand something and there isn't a connection there. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking within right for that answer. Um, but then honestly, the next day I'll read an article or I'll stumble across something or I'll have an experience. And I'm like, I need to learn that. That was the answer. That was the missing piece. So I'm an evergreen learner, probably to a fault. Um, but it's, it's honestly, it's part of, it's part of who I am. I love to read. I love to learn. And then the more I learn and grow myself, the more I am able to make those connections or connect the dots. I say a lot, I connect the dots for the people I work with. Well, people refer to you as a healer. She healed me. She, I have a girlfriend like Yasna. You do not understand. I saw her and I was well. And, you know, I have been on a treadmill uh, 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 watching the show The Chosen, which is about Jesus and the healing, the miracles that he performed. And this concept of miracles and healing happens every single day, should we allow it? And you really do create space for people to do that. But, uh, you know, the, for you, you say that discovering natural healing methods, both for mind and the body, really led you toward your own health restoration. So let's tell folks, how did you even get started on this journey and got interested in the, in the work? I, I, was a, I was a sick kid. I was a sick kid and I don't, think people knew I was sick. Mm. Um, I think about, I, I, I don't actually even think that I knew I was sick until I was about 16 and, and it wasn't, you know, cancer. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like the, some, some big diagnosis. Right. But it was just like a general state of being unwell all the time. Um, and it came really to a head when I was 16. I had several um, instant, like, you know, uh, went over the handlebars of my mountain bike, you know, in, in uh, it was right before I turned 16 in July. And then a few weeks later, my mom was diagnosed with cancer on the first week of my sophomore year in high school. And then a few weeks later, um, I turned 16, which I kind of look back now and think like that seemed pretty monumental, but I'm not really sure that that was acknowledged in any way mm -hmm. <laughs> inside of everything that was happening. Um, and, and then a few weeks later, uh, was my confirmation at church and there was some big to do about our pastor who was asked to leave. And I had just for myself figured out at the point, at that point, definitely wasn't spirituality. It was more religion. Right. And I had just figured it out for myself inside of that. My mom was sick and I was scared to death of losing her and thinking like, well, if there is a God, then how come this would be happening? You know, typical teenage understanding. And then this person that really led me through starting to engage with who I am and truly what higher power could mean for me was then like sort of like swept away from us as a group. And I was the one who had to stand up at church in front of the whole congregation and give this like speech for our confirmation class, which was just nothing but just a big like grief cry because I was suddenly then lost. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a few weeks after that, I was a passenger in a very minor, truly like a minor car accident, but the problem was I was sleeping and I didn't see it coming. And, um, and actually a lot of these things just landed for me, uh, particularly about that time in the last several weeks, weeks where I realized, um, in working with my homeopath, I was like, oh my goodness, this pain that I've had since I've been 16, what just landed is in that time frame, in that short, you know, four month time frame, I was blindsided and then blindsided and then blindsided and then blindsided and then blindsided one more time. That'll wipe out your mitochondria in a hot second, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it really, it, what it did was it, it, 
it woke up what I believe were at the time co-infections, which nobody really knew was going on in my body and led me down a path really tricky, you know, and three years, the last three years of high school, I was sick all the time, doubled over in pain all the time. Um, after nine years as a gymnast had to, had to leave the high school gymnastics team, um, because I was on the bench more than I was out on the floor, which was devastating to me. And, um, all I knew to do was like to work more. That was like my escape from it all. So I just went to school and I worked It's kind of a, a shocker. I think, um, that I even graduated high school when I think about how, how, um, much school I missed and how disengaged I was when I was there, like, because I was dissociated really, you know, you think about so many of us who are at work or in, in any kind of roles where we're just not fully present because of something that's running in the background, that's stopping us from functioning, um, at our best. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think too, when I, when I look at my, just as a note, when I look at, um, like the onset of the, I had been sick. I had had, you know, my tonsils taken out and I had, you know, all these things as a, as a little kid, but it was really that pivotal moment of like my mom getting sick when I was 16, that it, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. When I think of then just how sick I was those last three years. And then, you know, a year dealing with depression after that. And I had just started to also wake up like, wait, this food gives me a stomach ache. So I'm not going to eat that. That food like hurts my gut. I'm not going to eat that. And so I was starting to kind of come to my own awareness and, and I would call them now, like they were my first intuitive pings, like, wake up, you're in there. Mm, Like time to step forward time to pay attention in a time and space when nobody was paying attention to me oh I love that so you said I heard you say two very powerful things and we're going to go a little bit deeper into both of those uh that sometimes a traumatic experience of some kind that's not necessarily physical can really activate a physical um this ease or uh, feeling unwell in our bodies. And then secondly, how much we push away um, the, the things away from us, but then the pain can be such a powerful indicator of like, wake up, I'm here. And, and I'm ready to, to awaken. I, I just, I, it's, it's a very powerful thing. Well, it, every time I talk to you, it's kind of incredible that we live in a world where there isn't a lot of people who are actually able to help others but also help themselves and you do that really brilliantly for not just yourself and, and your family as well i want to give folks a little bit more of an indication of why do people you know come and, and and seek you out what are some of the reasons like what what are some of the symptoms that they're having before they reach out to you and also can you give me an example of something that you would call a profound healing for for um for someone that you have seen So I think the primary reason people come to see me is they haven't found answers in traditional medicine. Okay. I I love that. I think on your website, I think on your website, you say no more prescriptions, procedures, and providers who don't understand. Yeah, it is really, that's the hardest. That's the hardest part because that's the only way they know. And when you're not getting the support you deserve, you're not feeling heard in a, in the platform of understanding that you have, right. Or in that background of understanding, um, and relatedness, that's, that is, I mean, that was me. I was completely lost. I was completely lost in high school, going to these specialists all by myself, getting no answers, being told that was in my head, like, are you kidding me? So that is, that is definitely a reason that people come in. I also get the, like, I have seen so many other practitioners and nobody's been able to really um, stop what it is that I'm experiencing, whatever, whatever it is. Um, I think that's the, 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 the gap, if you will, I do think is the, the connection to the emotional side and that's kind of subconscious programming and conditioning that we have going on that 
these are things that, well, you just have to, I don't know why you have stomach aches. Like you, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, we've run all the tests. We've done all the things. I don't know why you have stomach aches, which how exhausting as a parent to go through that with a child when you're doing everything you know to do as a parent, or you're taking care of yourself and you know everything to do to take care of yourself. Um, even worse, perhaps the number of practitioners I work with who have all the tools and all the resources and are still stuck in a rut of whatever their symptom or experience is. And most of the time it's, it's, a it's a, it's a disconnect. Um, there's this world over here of the physical and there's this world over here of that mental emotional space and a real lack of uh, coming together to understand, you know, we hear a lot about like mind body connection. And so people, you know, pursue yoga classes or meditation, and those are all really important things, but to understand that in my belief, anyway, the, the reason people continue down uh, you know, the people that are there, the reason around that hamster wheel of, of physical ailments that just continue to get worse is simply because they're, they're doing, they're doing so much, like they're stuck in the, like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do all the things. Um, we see people even in the wellness industry, just get overwhelmed by doing all the things. Cause that really isn't the answer. Usually the answer is slow down, find one or two things that seem to be the thing that moves the needle right um but that's that's how we use the muscle testing um technology that we do is is we find what those adjunctive therapies are that people can bring in more often than not it's kind of turning off the switch of like these seven things you're doing and those 13 supplements that you're on to to like simplify it and and bring it down and refine it to what is needed why it's needed and that education of trying to translate the what is going on in the body to why I have them taking what they're taking or have them doing what I have them doing. It's like, slow it down. So it's kind of like throwing the kitchen sink at it because we don't know how to really fix it, but something is wrong without really fully understanding what is the underlying cause. And I think that that is what differentiates you from um, all of the other providers is that you do use muscle testing. We're going to talk about that and talk about heart space muscle testing, but this modality that really allows you to confirm and for sure know what is the underlying cause of the imbalance, whether it's in the mind or the body. Is that right? That's right. I mean, and in, in my world, you know, what we do have to say is we don't treat, diagnose and prescribe. And and here's the deal. Most people refer to me as Dr. Nikki. And I'm always like, shyly, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a licensed healthcare provider. That's not who I am. That's not what I do probably in, you know, another lifetime. In fact, I, I stumbled across a picture on Facebook memories the other day of um, my mom's 30th birthday party. And I'm standing next to my mom and I'm holding my little sister's hand. And I was wearing my favorite pajama t-shirt and it was like a doctor's white coat with the stethoscope and a big pocket, like with the tablet and a, you know, like drawn on the front of the t-shirt. I wore that thing till like, yeah, till it was frayed on all the edges. It was my favorite, favorite t-shirt. So it was in there somewhere, right? I love that. We we'll need to work with people. <laughs> Well, in the in in the olden days, in the past times, you would have been, been considered the the doctor, the person that people went to. I think that there is um, a really moment. I really want to acknowledge the fact that it, it's really wonderful that we have all of these innovations and technologies, and how much Western medicine has has progressed. But in terms of the fact that we're getting sicker and sicker and longer and longer with more chronic autoimmune diseases, for which majority of them have what I think you would say an easy fix, right? And we're not addressing some of those things. People are put on, I think, lifelong dependency on, on whether it's pharmaceuticals or ways of life when there is a better way. And I think sometimes the uh, people, the ancient uh, cultures really knew more about this than we do. So I feel like you're continuing tradition that has been since the beginning of time, right? Mm -hmm. Healer, healer, heal thyself. So let's uh, walk me through. So when someone comes to you, and we're going to talk a little bit more in this in detail, you've, you have, um, you, you use the modality of muscle testing 
to really understand, well, let's figure out what is the underlying cause of this you feeling unwell, whatever that is. And would you please descri describe to us what muscle testing is? Because some of the people really have no idea what that is. And how do you use it in order to identify what they're, what, what they're really suffering with? So muscle testing is a, is a simple, non-invasive way to analyze different areas of the body, glands and organ systems, um, even emotions to find out what the stressors are on, on those areas. So what causes stress to a body? What is making you sick? Simple as that. Now, muscle testing itself as a technology, if you will, um, can be oversimplified. So it's less about utilizing the reflex of, of an arm, right? We might be pushing on someone's arm um, when we're in person to get that answer from the nervous system. Um, I tell people like your nervous system has an on and off switch, you know, things make it go weak and things make it, make it feel or go strong. So we identify, um, that what we call a locked muscle uh, when we're in person with someone, but most of the muscle testing, uh, training that I've had is intended to be done virtually or remotely, um, which has been so fabulous for families inside of COVID and, and the past few years in making that more accessible for people who are like, I don't feel comfortable leaving my home or, you know, going out into the community and I have health to work on. I have issues to manage and I'm now stuck um, in my own environment. So muscle testing is just that phenomenal way to truly find not only um, what, like identify what is going on, but to find the solution for how to handle what is going on. Okay. Um, and people love it because of, because it's that simple and because there's that noticeable, like they get it, they get it right away. Yeah. So the folks listening, they may not, you know, fully, fully know what, how the modality were, but basically you said that the nervous system has an on and off switch. So basically when um, normally it's done with an arm extended parallel to the floor, correct? And then mm -hmm. as you push down, you either go strong or go weak, meaning if something is beneficial for you, your muscles are going to remain strong. And mm -hmm. if something is not good for you, you're going to, your muscle is going to go weak, so to speak, and you sure. will identify something that creates that break in, in communication or the well-being. Yep. Is that correct? Yep. It's like a circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, circuit love, I love that. No, I know, but there, there are some people who have never heard of muscle testing. They're like, what, what, yeah. what is it like? This is incredible. So there's this, you know, the methodology where our bodies, uh, Dr. John Diamond um, uh, wrote so many books about the thymus gland going weak or strong, even based on the images that we see, right? And and what is it that we inhale, how it weakens us or strengthens us. So it's, it's just such a phenomenal, phenomenal process, but how, Nikki, how do you do that without ever seeing me or touching my arm? How does that work? So muscle testing is just energetic. It's completely energetic. And I had to figure that out for myself. You know, the, the trainings that I had to teach me how to muscle test from a distance didn't come for me until I was, it was like 2020. Prior to that, I had to sort it out and sorting it out just meant I had, I had other practitioners who were in need, or I had family members and friends who were in need. I remember leaving, um, leaving uh, a friend's home in Clearwater, Florida. Gosh, this was like in 2018. And I was in an Uber on the freeway going to the airport. And she called and she was like, I think my husband, I have to, or what did she say? We're on our way to the hospital. And I was like, what's going on? I, I literally just left 12 minutes ago and everything was fine. And she said, there's something going on with my husband. You know, I was like, okay, why don't you call me when you get there and let me know how it goes. And she was like, well, can't you help us? And I remember thinking, well, I mean, I, I mean, I can like, 
yeah, but I, I was a little bit like how, they have never had muscle testing before. So I was a little bit, are like, are they asking me to do muscle testing? Right. Mm-hmm. So in the end I was like, I can, I can just muscle test from the car. I got out my notebook. I was like, let me call you back. And I called her and I said, I think he's, I think this is a gallbladder issue. Um, and she was like, okay, you know, this is good feedback. I'll let you know. So 10, 15 minutes later, she called me back and she said, we're in the ER. He's having a gallbladder attack. Isn't that funny? Um, which- you just knew. So let's elaborate on this just a little bit, because this is very powerful. There will be people who will be like, wait a minute, how do you do that virtually? That makes no yeah. sense. But the science sure. is very conclusive right now, and it supports the fact that remote healing and remote work is actually absolutely. So for, for you, when you are doing remote, do you think of the person? Do you um, look at their name? Do you look at their picture? Like, how are you able to muscle test um, without without them being right in front of you? What do you use to kind of connect that? Well, on an everyday basis, I meet with my clients over Zoom. Um, and so how, how we set it up is we call that virtual work where I can see you. Um, what we consider remote work is where I can't see you. I don't have you in front of me. You're not even on the phone with me, i.e. something came up and you send a text like, shoot, I cannot make my 1130 appointment today. Um, Here are the three things I needed to tell you. This is the, you know, I'm still waiting for this change to come about. These are the two things that are progressing, right? So I have something to work with. And then I will just go into the profile and I will just muscle test remotely. However, I won't typically do that until my client has a few virtual visits under their belt. It's important for me to feel that relatedness mm-hmm. and that connection and to have that rapport, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, um, but in this, you know, in lots of cases of working with kiddos who are in school and the convenience of virtual work allows mom to just check in with me during the middle of the day when the kids are at school. So in that case, I have um, kiddos make like a cameo appearance during the initial visit, like five minutes of playing while they're on mom's lap or whatever the case may be. Um, and then A, I don't want to be the one that causes the kid to be totally bored out of his mind and roll their eyes every time they know that there's going to be this visit with me. So if they're old enough to, to kind of play the role, then I, then I say to mom, you decide, you decide if you want, you know, him or her present. Um, but then what we do is we do keep a photo on profile. So Mm -hmm. I will open up that photo. But you have to understand in most of those cases, I'm working with mom for the child. Mm-hmm. If I'm working with your child, I'm talking to you for those visits. Do you mm-hmm. see what I mean? Oh, but I'm working on and testing into the child and it's such, such a beautiful thing. So I tell people, how many times have you thought about, thought about like, you know, your aunt Sandy and then she calls, Right. Or you're thinking like, oh, I haven't had dinner with such and such. I haven't seen them in so long. And then there's a text message mm-hmm. or there's an email. It's the same thing. So I tell people who are having a really hard time wrapping their brain around intention. I say, look, like when when the bad things happen in life and we hit Facebook for those quote unquote vibes, prayers, and good thoughts, we do that because we have a steadfast belief that that's going to land over here. Mm-hmm. It's no different. That gives me goosebumps actually, because it's that freaking simple. <laughs> um, and we love to overcomplicate things, but, 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 but what if, but how come, but I don't understand, but da, 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 right. So half of the time, it's just like these limitations that are put in place are someone put them there. They don't exactly, they don't exist. It's just an invisible line mm-hmm. or a box whatever it is, but you just put yourself inside of it and you can't see outside of it. My invitation is always just step outside of that box, be willing to stand instead in the inquiry, mm-hmm. be curious, be willing, be lighthearted. Let's have some fun with this and let's see what, let's like, let's see what unfolds. Let's see what we uncover. Do you keep saying how there has to be more to life and feel like you're not reaching your full potential, whatever that is? Or maybe you're feeling overwhelmed with life and you need to create a healthier life. 
as a top Minneapolis life coach and business coach, that is where I come in. Whether it's helping with your life purpose, decision-making, life balance, accountability, or bringing a vision or business into reality, we focus on your dreams and goals and use strategic and intuitive tools to help you reach your full potential. Listen, working with a coach will help you achieve goals faster and with more confidence so you can create the most meaning and happiness in the shortest amount of time. And just please know that I place mindfulness and your mental health and authentic alignment over anything else. No amount of success will be worth it if we're sick, not happy, or floating through life. Almost all successful people have mentors and coaches for all areas of their lives. And so should you. And I would love to be that person for you. So go to yasnaborza.com and schedule a session um, and see everything change. Love you people. The, I, I say the proof is in the pudding. You've been doing this for, for a number of years yeah. and healing people throughout. So for me, I think that anyone who's ever seen you, they don't need, they only need to see you once and they really completely get it. When they, when you tell them at 16, you had a trauma and you've been holding on to it ever since. And you're like, what, how did you know? Right. And that is the power of it. Um, Irvin Laszlo, who is a Nobel laureate and he's an incredible, incredible, um, a physical theorist. Um, he says that remote work, a kind of healing, is the future of uh, medicine. And Absolutely. we're just and basically you're you are you are right now revolutionary, a trailblazer. Pioneer. I love that. So there, in terms of muscle testing, now that we have explained it, you have um, done, you have really created, since you've been using this methodology for a number of years, you've created something called heart space muscle testing. Would you, and not only do you practice it, you actually train other practitioners in your own method. Would you tell us about it? Oh, it makes me all gushy and gushy. So I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's, it's like, it literally feels like this gift that's just been unwrapped. Like it's just been waiting, right? Waiting and waiting to be unwrapped. So I'm 46. I learned to muscle test when I was 20. Now I didn't know what to do with it. Right. I learned in a bodywork class and, um, I learned the lock and the unlock right from the arm outstretched at 90 degrees um, to one side of you. And it was fascinating to me but as a neuromuscular therapist and as a craniosacral therapist, and as a birth doula at that time, working with mamas and babies, I could not understand how to relate that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I understood, I took the class, I got it, I could see it, but I couldn't understand how to move forward with getting an answer that I could trust when I was working with my own clients. That being said, this is so funny to think about this. I was like 26, just had my first baby. And I, here in Minnesota, was working with a chiropractor in, in um, Chicago who was muscle testing me every time I had, I knew, I know this now, but it was a gallbladder attack myself. Um, and then I would get some supplements in the mail a few days later and it would handle it every single time. And I didn't question it. I never questioned it at all because it worked. People thought I was a nut and they also didn't get that I was being muscle tested. Right. What I'm just saying, oh, I get on the phone with Randy and you know, he does whatever he does. And then these show up and I take them and I feel better. So, so, you know, heart space really came out of, um, the several different modalities that I'm. I'm trained in and, and it just seemed like, um, not a collapse in a bad way. It was a breaking down of like, I need a little of this with a little of that, you know, I need a pinch of this. And when I'm in there doing my thing, right. It's just like when you get trained as a massage therapist and then, and then you just develop your, your way of being with your clients and that signature thing that you do, right. It's like, this was just growing and bubbling up inside me. And I remember taking, um, actually taking my site K facilitator training and getting a call from a previous, um, organization that I had trained with. And they just read me the riot and said, I'm not allowed to go and do these additional trainings. And I thought to myself, says who says who mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a free agent. 
lady. Like I get to learn what I want to learn and I get to put into my client session, whatever I deem the best possible outcome for them will arise from. Right. So the work that was missing in so many of the things I was doing was this connection to that mental, emotional space, that energetic um, field or, or, or I don't even know what you want to call it. I mean, literally plain, like it's just, it's there. And when I started playing with the emotional, cause I could see it showing up as stress all the time. And I'm like, but this is a different kind of stress. Like this is a particular stress. And if I manage it this way, then it stops showing up right. Or decreases its frequency of showing up and then decreases the amount of supplementation people are on mm-hmm. and they get better faster, which is, I hesitate to say quickly and faster, you know, when we talk about healing, because it's very relative to who they are. But when you've been dealing with something for decades and within months, you see a pretty significant shift in whatever that is, that's faster (laughs) than the 30 and revolutionary. And I would pay, and I would pay anything for that. I want to go a little bit deeper into this correlation between the mind, the mindset and the health. Um, I know that you address emotional things and Mm -hmm. those are the the things that that sometimes cause actual physical symptoms, right? And I know that you've been trained in Psyche. I'm wondering if you could tell us what Psyche is, because again, you mentioned it previously, but people listening may not know what that is. And also when people come to you, how do you identify an emotional or a mind um, underlying source and how, uh, give us an example of how you would treat it. Okay. So first psych K. <clears throat> so this is mind. I call it mindset work. It's my description um, that I use is mindset work, um, that was developed and founded by Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's a cell biologist. And so there's just science, nothing but science behind this work, hundred percent science. Um, and just like the phenomenon that the brain is and the subconscious mind and its ability to run our stinking show every day. And every decision we make talk about dragging the past into the future on a daily basis. Um, so we get, you know, our brain just becomes conditioned and programmed to think certain things. And unfortunately, most of that is kind of crappy, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it's I, I, I think he talks he talks about like a tape playing in the background yeah, and yeah. unless you change the tape, you're not going to get a different, different result. For real. So that's, that was a really fascinating um, kind of look into the subconscious, if you will. And for me, it also made me realize um, I've been intuitive. I mean, we all have the ability, right. But I mean, I have been seeing and hearing things, if you will, since I was a child and Um, and it isn't like, oh, I, you know, see a person in the room standing behind you. It's not like that. It's, I see words Mm -hmm. and, and here's even this, this is hysterical, but I pictures come into my right ear. Like they come out of the right side and they kind of come in this way. And then I see pictures. And I, the first time I had to admit that to myself, (laughs) I was like, you sound like a lunatic, but honestly, it was like, nope. That is literally, I see words across my forehead and I pictures come in like the right side. Okay. And I just honor it because it's information and it's valuable and it's right most of the time. So Psych K for me is what allowed me to, um, it's almost like it allowed me to choose when I wanted to turn on and turn off that ability instead of it just being on and me being overwhelmed by data all the time. And gosh, that was just a gift. Like I said, I, I pursue these learnings first for myself. Um, and often because I, I hear, um, something, you know, not being handled or managed in a client. So it captures my curiosity. Right. But then I always get all these answers for myself that I can turn around and, um, and share and be raw and vulnerable with the people I'm working with. Like, Hey, I'm doing this work too. I'm, I'm in it just as much as you are. Right. So that's what I love about Psyche. Um, this, I forget the second question you asked me after that. Um, well, I wanted to say, what is the kind of an example, how you walk someone through what one, maybe I can get you started. I had a girlfriend who said that, um, she saw you and 
it was the trauma from something emotional trapped in her body that was causing physical true actual physical issues so if someone walks in how do you actually what is the process you do using the heart space muscle testing to identify that it is emotional versus physical um uh, underlying cause mm-hmm. so the first thing i do is i establish kind of a i call it a bird's eye view there's just no other way for me to establish it and it's honestly no different than back in my body work days when I would position my doorway and and myself in the window so I could see people getting out of their car. I could watch their gate. I could assess physically what was going on before they even got on my table. So it's similar to that. So I'm um, using virtual or remote muscle testing in that moment to, to kind of engage with them on a few different planes, if you will, because I want to understand before I'm even looking at glands and organs and, you know, toxicities and foods and inflammation. Um, I just want to see kind of what that amazing sweet soul I'm about to work with just sort of says here, right? Like just here. So, so I engage on like five or six different, um, levels, if you will, one of them being emotional. And so, because I use, uh, like a, a zero to 1000 measure, if you will. So the higher the number, the bigger the problem. So say for example, um, okay, let me get present to this. <sighs> I had a little human today. Uh, he's five. Um, and so this was an initial visit. Um, he had heart, uh, maxillary sinuses, small intestine. We're kind of third first through third um, organ priorities, if you will. But there was, and then, then I went through and I found what the priority toxins were and the foods were and um, and checked for emotions. Now on my bird's eye view, there was a red flag. I'll just call it that, it was a red flag. So I knew that there was a problem somewhere, but on these first three priorities, nothing showed up. Mm-hmm. So I just set back, I checked again, no more than three priorities, nope. And so I, I, just ask the question, is there something else I need to know? And I got a yes. So this is not something I was trained on. This is what I mean. This is heart space. This is dropping in, being willing to be okay with not knowing. I actually think as practitioners, we want to know all the things and we want to say that we have all the answers, which is not the freaking truth. We don't have all the answers, right? I always teach like it's never just one problem and it's certainly never just one solution. So it's a dance, right? Um, And so it was pretty beautiful because then I was able to say, well, do is, you know, so A, yes, there's something I need to know more about. Is it in um, an organ? No. Is it in a gland? Yes. Okay. Which one? So I just went through my chart. Thyroid. Well, mom has terrible thyroid issues. So I could have right away been like, oh, well, I should just check his thyroid because, okay, well, maybe not. Um, want to know the first thing that showed up with the thyroid? In fact, the only thing emotions. Interesting emotions. Mm. So then I was able to research into the emotions and start to uncover information, which was very dad oriented actually. Um, and the mom just her jaw. Why? And she was just like, you are describing my husband, not my five-year-old. Mm. So it, it, it's really fascinating. And I want to reiterate a few things that you're saying. So number one, through this process, you really are looking at the person as a whole. You are not, you're not treating, you're addressing, you're looking, you're connecting, you're synthesizing, but you're also able to identify the deficiencies, the toxicities, um, imbalances, mm. right? allergies people i know so many people come to you for like i don't know what food i'm allergic to all these things and i've seen you do this so beautifully where you're just panning someone's body and you're testing and you're able to identify and confirm whether a certain type of water is beneficial to them or not which is really fascinating we don't think about it in these in these ways and not only that i think that this is going back to the beginning of the conversation versus doing 300 things to address something uh, uh, an owie that's hurting, you're like, but wait a minute, 
this actually is not about thyroid. Why don't we attack the thyroid with all these medication? Instead, why don't we address the emotional component and find equilibrium? Did I summarize that correctly? You did, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm curious, um, why do you think we're getting sicker and sicker as a nation? I am, as I observe, I think that more and more women in 30s and 40s are experiencing symptoms that I don't think we should, that um, normally were set aside for people in their advanced age, but also children who are developing all kinds of health um, and, and emotional issues. Why do you think that is? You know, one of the things I shared I, about three weeks ago, I, I go live on Instagram with my kind of current trends and patterns, like whatever I'm noticing, which has been a really fun thing to, instead of just talking about it with my clients, like actually sharing that as a, as a bigger conversation. And, um, and it was just touching on this thing. So women like, you know, late thirties, early forties, um, and kind of that running joke of like, Oh, midlife crisis, you know, this is a midlife crisis. And really what lands is like, that is like, we're dealing with a childhood unhealed in most cases. Um, uh, right. Like that's so goosebumpy and, uh, and, and our children trigger us. So we are seeing all these parts of ourselves that we don't like all of these things that are in our own relationships with our parents, our family, our, you know, origin, um, that are, that have been swept under the rug, not talked about secrets kept. Right. And this generation more than, um, any other actually resonates with me in the sense that I was 16 when I really spoke up and said, wait a second, this stops here. Mm -hmm. And also that stops here. And by the way, that too, I'm not doing that. That's not coming into my family of origin. And I've been ostracized and I'm the black sheep and, you know, so be it on, on a family level in a lot of cases, because of some of the conversations that I'm willing to have. And, you know, some of the experiences I've had. So some of that transparency is, um, also what I think, um, makes us sick is there are secrets kept there. Um, illness is created by so much emotional stress. Trauma is a big conversation these days, kind of the little T and the big T doesn't actually matter what kind of trauma have you experienced. It's trauma to the nervous system and the nervous system doesn't recover. And when you're chronically living in that fight or flight state, as people can more easily identify, that's called the sympathetic state of the nervous system. When you are not and cannot and do not make space or know how to make space to come down from that, like hello, chronic degenerative disease, you know, just welcome to the next chapter. That's what we're going to see. And then on top of that, you add, or I should say underneath that, you add the radioactive elements that come in, you know, through our groundwater, you add in the heavy metals. We all, you know, these fillings that we have, the, the metals in the vaccinations we receive, the toxic chemicals we breathe and wear and put on our skin and eat through our food because our soil is so terrible. Um, so we're just deficient, 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 but I think the missing piece for people is, oh, I got my labs and I'm low on vitamin D. And so I'm going to take this and I'm also low on a, and so I'm going to take this and I'm also low on this. So I'm going to take that. And that is not in my opinion, the right way to look at that because you're going to be taking 37 supplements before you know it still feel tired, still have eczema, still have migraines, still be an insomniac because you're not dealing with the reasons you're deficient, which is toxicity. Mm. And in my opinion, the top, you know, not toxicity, that that's the emotional stress and it will keep the cap on everything else. If you don't deal with that, I so see it every calling, day. Are you calling emotional stress a form of toxicity? Oh yeah. Okay. So this is, this is for me, so incredibly interesting. And I hope all of you listening out there are literally just like sitting and like, oh, what else? Tell me more because it is fascinating. <laughs> 
There's a great book um, behind me that says The Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. It's a great right. title of a book, but it is this concept that we have all had some kind of a trauma. Um, I have shared on the podcast here about my trauma resurfacing after 20 years of, you know, remembering what happened during the war and having a delayed onset of PTSD and recurrent childhood allergies that I was free of for 20 years overnight reappeared. So the right. power of the, the mind and the trauma and what it can do to the body. But what is really beautiful is what I'm also hearing you say is that you have to address it first and foremost, because otherwise you're in that vicious cycle of never enoughness, never figuring it out, always more and still feeling sick. Mm -hmm. But also that we live in a world where even when we come and see you and we get better, we're constantly living in this, the world where we get out of alignment, something happens, right. a bad day at work, that is a form of emotional stress, which is then toxicity. So instead of um, just letting it accumulate, I think you have, I think you see people on an annual basis where they work with you every other month, every third month, well, they come to see you because it's not just coming to you when something is really acute, but it's like, let's, let's have this, um, uh, a regular checkup that you never get to that point of hurt. Mm -hmm. So we do work with people on an annual basis and, um, it's rare that people start out needing weekly sessions, unless they're, they're sort of, I call like electro, um, sensitive, you know, just so, so, so sensitive. Um, so that occasionally will happen, but, but more often than not, it's about every two to three weeks. The goal is to get people to a monthly, um, a, a monthly visit on their program. And my goal inside of getting them from say weekly or every two weeks to that every four to six weeks, um, uh, steady pace is is empowering them with resources and educating them about what they're dealing with how not to be afraid of it how not to wear it like you know ticker tape on your forehead and identify as i am lyme or i am parasites or i am diabetes or whatever the case may be um and more about this is my experience of this is my experience dealing with like just reframing first of all how how you're dealing with it and how you look at it um, and I tell people, you know, you walk into your drugstore, your local drugstore to pick up a, a prescription or get your photos picked up. You know, these days you can do all of that under one roof. And most of the time we don't go down those aisles. Um, at least I, I never did. Cause I was like, well, those are for old, that's for old people. It was for old people. All the things in these aisles are for old people and I don't need them. And there are so many really great tools that are inexpensive that when I can educate a client to go to your drugstore or Amazon, you know, pick this thing up. It's 35 bucks. It's 50 bucks. Um, here's how to use it at the onset of this, this, and this, or to prevent the onset of this, this, and this, and start to add that to your at-home toolbox. So <clears throat> by the end of your year working with us, yes, the, the goal is that I'm, I'm, I always say I'm like a cruise ship director. I just get to tell you, you get to decide if you're going to jump on board, you know, um, my goal is that they first get to a place where they have a flare, let's call it, or the little one gets sick, <clears throat> that they are then thinking, okay, wait a second, I could do this, I could try that. I remember last time this happened, she suggested this, I haven't actually taken that thing out of the box, right? Or this manual that she wrote and she gave to me that I forget to look at, right? So I want them to look within first, because I think as moms and as practitioners, we, we, we know intuitively that we have the tools, but we don't know what they are. So we do need to stop a minute, just long enough to remind ourselves, like we could mostly figure this out, it, even if it's a crutch to get us to that point, but, but to stop us from that, like immediate pediatrician phone call or immediate urgent care. Is this really urgent? Is this really immediate? I mean, yes, our, 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 our traditional medicine system is set up so beautifully for emergency care, but you know, an earache isn't an emergency. Mm -hmm. 
it's it's something to to look into and try to understand why it's there what's causing that inflammation what is that pain what is irritating you in your life how do we ask our seven-year-olds that question right when they get this earache over and over and over again we sure don't so so my goal is to really educate and empower so that when when families or practitioners are done with their year of working with me, we can look at what was their average number of visits. And then we kind of have a tiered, um, a tiered membership to guide them into so that it's appropriate to the, the estimated number of visits that they would need in that year with the, um, there's no real visit count, so to speak, so that they're able to um, say, say I saw them four times that year because they're on maintenance. Um, I might say, you know, they could go to the tier that has an allowable six visits because stuff comes up, right? Life, life happens, life comes up. So we've just found a way to um, have it work for both us and for, for them. And then they get the care that they need. I Nothing have. is more fun, honestly, than when I get on a call and they're like, oh my gosh, I made this last week when we were like in the midst of this thing and I didn't know what to do, but then I couldn't get in with you. And then I remembered I could try this, this, and this. And so I tried that and the second thing worked and the next day it was fine. And here we are. And I don't really know why we're on the call today. Well, that's <laughs> like, that's, that's so what great. I love about you is that you're a healer. Um, cause you create that space for, for the healing by bringing the body into the homeo homeostasis and balance, but you also teach others. You've been a teacher and an educator, and you really do that for the people that, that come and see you because ultimately your job is to get yourself out of a job, right? To, to one day hope that nobody, sure. no one needs you, that no one has these issues. But in the meantime, I think, uh, you know, whether it's, whether it's a Lyme, whether it's a headache or PMSing or gut issues or some kind of trauma or feeling incredibly tired, skin issues, allergies, these are all of the things that would be an indicator to come and see you. Do not hesitate, especially if you have been trying to fix it or figure it out for so many years and it hasn't worked. Like I have heard, by the way, from friends and the family members who've seen Nikki who are like, oh my God, there was a life before Nikki and a life after. So <laughs> if you've ever struggled with that, there's, it, it is just, I, I think our health, our well-being, I, my husband, I always say that if we don't have that, we really don't have anything else. I don't have the patience. I don't have the motivation to work. I don't. I don't have anything if I don't have that. Um, Nikki, I want to ask you this. This is. It, it's a very uh, uh, bizarre question, and I don't know if there is an answer, but I'm going to try. Right, without knowing anything about us, for the person listening out there, except that we're just tired and we just don't feel our best self. Right. So nothing is acute. I don't have anything that is like that's pressing, but something just doesn't feel right. Are there three things that you would recommend that we could do on our own to feel better? From your yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So I I always think um, understanding um, the the needs of our cells for light. So photobiomodulation, right? I mean, the easiest thing you could do is get into light, sunlight. If you can get the morning sun to reset circadian rhythm, if you can get outside during the day, there's nothing like getting sun. Um, I use a little, like it's called a life wave, um, like a stem cell production photobiomodulation patch. I use those when you can't get into the light. They're really great for pain and inflammation. So easy. The other thing is um, finding a way to mop up the toxins that, so your body's automatically going to produce waste. Period. It's just going to do that. But then you think about the kinds of things we're exposed to these days and our body's kind of instant state of overwhelm, like the toxin bucket is too full. So we need mops. So you hear me talk about things like binders out there in the world. People might use like activated charcoal. That isn't my go-to preference. Um, as a way to start, you could, you could utilize that um, in your, you know, in your home. Um, the other thing that you could do is you have to think about drainage and that your body, you know, I say, I say to parents of their kids, our little kids are like instant pots and we have to figure out where the release valve is <laughs> so we can open the vent. Right. And so that's the same way just with, with our body. When you're saying that, like, there's nothing acute, there's nothing wrong, but like, eh, I just don't feel quite right either. You want to look at 
how to open drainage funnels. So a great way to do that at home is like a castor oil pack. It's super, um, it's soothing, it's grounding, it's anti-inflammatory, right? So it pulls, and then it also decongests that liver and gallbladder, which as we know in the world of healers, when that thing gets congested over there in the corner, you know, that's like an open vessel for parasites and all kinds of junk to come in. So those are kind of my top three, you know, and drink distilled water. I mean, I could keep going. It'll turn into a list of 10 things really quickly. <laughs> oh, I love that. That is really beautiful. Well, we're going to yeah. put this in the clips and share with people because it's really yeah, fascinating. Great. I simply yeah. recommend for folks to really reach out to Nikki, no matter where you are in in the country she can see you virtually or via zoom um, and really really help you and uh, for me when i say because i've had you've heard of uh, my healer when i went to him after a year of seeking treatment for my skin issues and doctor saying there's nothing we can do you just have to be on steroids for the rest of my life and i saw him once and it cleared up never to reappear so i'm like there's you ask how much is that worth it's worth absolutely right. everything. And I think on all the, the, the kind of stuff that we waste money on, investing in our health is the most powerful thing that we can that we can do. Um, I want to ask two more questions if, if you have the time. Really powerful. Uh, you uh, right now are not only, which is very fascinating and interesting to me, you are starting to teach others how to muscle test and you have your own workshops where you're actually creating people and teaching them in your in your method, oh, pardon me, in the heart space muscle testing. Is there mm -hmm. one coming up? Where do you do them? How can people find out more about those? Yeah, we do. So um, the next one is coming up in Minneapolis. Um, so myhealthybeginning.com is our site. You could go to events and classes and find the upcoming dates there. We actually have like a one day introduction. So if you've never done muscle testing before and you're kind of overwhelmed by the thought, actually just this introduction day um, is coming up on April 1st. And then at the end of April, we have, um, what we call the heart space muscle testing. Like this is where we get into the emotions and how to work with them, um, and how to work with the intuition in the body. And that's, I think the 28th and 29th of April, um, again, here in Minneapolis. Um, so it's a, it's, a, there is nothing like the light bulb moment, like there's nothing like watching somebody just get something that is, that seems so difficult and so crazy. And they, they like, they get it. And it just, it changes so much because it opens up the whole world of possibility and opportunity for who they can work with, how they can work with them, the ripple effect that they can have on their community. It totally blows my mind. Yeah, for the practitioners out there who are working, they can really help their audience with, um, you know, handle emotional aspect of of the well being, and not just that. Even people who are not practitioners, it goes from, do I need to pursue this business opportunity? You can use muscle testing for that and actually make a decision, which is so uh, wonderful. So the possibilities really, really are endless. Um, so myhealthybeginning.com. Make sure you go and look under classes and events. And I, I'm hoping to make it and make as I wasn't able to make it in January. Uh, and to to um, to come and really get trained as well. Uh, my last question too is that you know you are also not only this incredible, beautiful line healer for others. You are actually a very accomplished business owner in this industry and in our midst. Do you have any advice for other practitioners who are wanting to do the same? Just start. <laughs> Just, just start. All right. I mean, I think perfection gets in our way. I think again, those invisible lines, those limitations get in our way that like someone said, I couldn't do this a certain way, or someone said, I shouldn't pursue this because yada, 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 um, really just decide what it is that you want and go for it. I mean, inside of this work, I love the mentoring and I love the coaching um, that I've received over the years. And so it's such an honor to turn around and, and be able to mentor and coach other practitioners 
in, in, in where do I start? How, like, how do I start these conversations with my clients? How do I bring emotions into that intuition? Like, what the heck? Like, why would I be working with my intuition? Um, how do you bring intuition into business? Like what? So it's really fun to even, this isn't just, you know, for MDs and chiropractors and health coaches and massage therapists, like life coaches, like coaches in general can use muscle testing to answer so many questions, to build a team, to, um, you know, which direction to take things. Like it's such a phenomenal tool to have. It's just, it's like, you will never regret having this tool. You can use it in, I can map it onto every single area of my life. I absolutely love, love, love that. And I love also, I hope I'm not letting the cat out of the back too soon, but you, you're starting a program where you're going to actually provide support, mentoring for others who are getting started and um, teach them the ropes and, and offer continued support so they can be as successful as you are. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. Yeah, that's coming up. So excited. Well, I really cannot thank you enough. Um, I took probably more more of your time today than uh, than what we had set aside, but I thought it was a very important conversation to be had because we live in a world with inundation of toxicity and stress, which are making oh, yeah. us weaker and sicker. And I think we're all feeling in multiple le levels. And um, there is, again, huge gratitude for the Western medicine and its advances, but in for for majority of the diseases in the body that are that are chronic that it will just make us not feel well those can be identified by nikki and her team and they can be addressed so that you don't have to suffer or be you know connected to um, something that or imprisoned to something for the rest of your life um mm -hmm. i'm really so grateful to you a for you know taking this um opportunity to talk to me for being such a beacon of light in our community for creating space for people to heal, not only physically, but emotionally and spiritually, and being a trailblazer, because this is the future of medicine, and you're one of its leaders. Thank you. Thank you. It's so fun. <laughs> for everyone else, you can find more about Nikki and her team at myhealthybeginning.com, where you can learn more about heart space muscle testing about the services and if there's one thing that i will leave you with is that make sure that you reach out at least to have a chat with nikki because uh from everything that i've heard it is absolutely radically life-changing nikki thank you so very much thanks for having me Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. Please share with anyone that might find this useful and go ahead to all iTunes stations and please give us a five-star rating. So much love for you all. Please, please, please know that everything can be different. You're worthy. You're good enough. And let's up-level together.